Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 114. Greetings everyone, it's great to have you listening in. Now, in case you didn't know it, I made it back to Malawi in May 2021 after being trapped in the UK for almost two years. And boy, does it feel great to be home. Why? Because since I've been home, my health has improved so much. And this is what brings me so much joy. So in this week's episode, I'm going to take you through how I manage my health needs in Malawi, the supposed sixth poorest country in the world. So one of the things you might not know about me is that I have what's called an active sickle cell trait. And what that means is that I have as much sickle haemoglobin in my sickle trait as some people have in their full-blown sickle cell anemia, which is made up of two traits. And because of that, I have been in and out of hospital with my sickle trait throughout my life, although the frequency isn't anywhere as high as somebody with active full-blown sickle cell anemia. So life for me in that cold UK country has always been difficult, I feel the cold more than most and it's really easy for my body temperature to drop to dangerously low levels and for sickle cell problems to start if I can't get my temperature up to a safe level. I've literally had blue hands with the cold and I remember that from going to school in the UK in the winter. It's hard to believe I used to see a blue tinge on my hands when they were literally frozen solid and I would put my hands in front of the coal fire when I got home and would have to sit there for double or sometimes treble the time of my brothers and sisters and then I would see chillblains on the backs of my hands and on my arms. Remember chillblains? (laughs) Life is not and was not easy when living in that country where the majority of the days are cold. So with an active sickle cell trait, what's my health like in Malawi? Well, I can tell you that I start planning for good health in Malawi before I travel from the UK to Malawi. Anyone that knows me will tell you that I am a terrible traveller. I get terrible travel sickness, sometimes just by walking or going on a children's fairground ride. It's so annoying. So one of the things I spent many years sorting out was trying to find the right travel sickness tablets. This literally takes me years to perfect because whilst in Malawi, I want to be able to travel around and I don't want my fun spoiled by those awful sick feelings that I get in my stomach when the travel sickness is raging. So just before I get on the plane, I start hunting for a particular travel sickness tablet 
called Sturgeron. That's S-T-U-R-G-E-R-O-N. And I am literally like some drug-dependent person going around different pharmacies buying several boxes of the stuff. And I can see the look on the pharmacist's face saying, I'm sure you were here a few days ago. And then what happens is that the pharmacist will only sell me one or two boxes. It's really quite funny because you would think I was buying some street drug rather than a travel sickness tablet. But with all the practice I've had, I've perfected my moves and I tend to pick up boxes from as many different pharmacies as I can so that I have enough to take with me when I get on the plane. So for you, if you're someone that doesn't travel well, start planning early and buy enough of what you need for the full length of your stay. And then like me, you won't be sorry. And whilst we're on the subject of tablets, there's also malaria medication. Now, whether we like it or not, if we were born and raised in a Western country, then we have Western levels of protection. It doesn't matter how African we are. Mosquitoes know that we are from the West and they sit at the airport with their knife and fork waiting for us to get off the plane. So we have to protect ourselves with anti-malarials. Now, when it comes to buying anti-malarials, you really have to trial and error these medications to find the right one for you. I take a medication called Malarone, which is spelt M-A-L-A-R-O-N-E. Malarone is a medication that can only be prescribed and it can be very expensive, costing as much as £4 per tablet, depending on where you get your prescription from. My advice, irrespective of the medication you take, try to avoid doing a Dr. Asher, which is last minute arrangements. Because last minute arrangements will mean that you have to see a private doctor because only a private doctor will be able to give you the medication in the time that you need it. But the other thing is that whilst you get your medication on the same day, you are going to pay more for it this way. The best way is to go through your GP and fill your prescription at your local pharmacy. Now your pharmacy may have to order in your medication and that might take a few days, but the difference in cost can be for Malarone, for example, as much as £1.35 per tablet, which can add up if, like me, you are living in a country and only visiting a Western country for several weeks a year. The next thing about Malawi that improves my health is my morning routines. When in the UK, those who know me know I am a walker. Me, I can walk to the next city, which is about 11 miles away, buy a bottle of water and then walk back to my home. But when you do a lot of walking in the West against the boring backdrop of grey UK days and poor air quality, it's a completely different experience. I do enjoy it, but let me tell you, how I feel when I do this in the UK, as opposed to when I do this in Malawi, are two different feelings. 
There is simply no comparison to doing this in Malawi. In Malawi, the rising and the setting of the sun does not change more than 30 minutes to an hour over the period of a year. We don't have any of this nonsense of moving clocks backwards and forwards, something which disturbs nature in a major way. In Malawi, the clocks stay the same all year round. And when I try to explain to my friends in Malawi that clocks go backwards and forwards in the West, this is something they simply cannot get their heads around because there are no words in Chichewa, the national language of Malawi. <laughs> well, there are no words to explain this phenomenon, so they don't understand. In Malawi, people don't interact with nature according to time clocks. They interact according to the natural rhythm of the sun and the soil. We have set amounts of daylight and night hours and that being the case, people have adopted a lifestyle of rising with the sun, spending their days working to feed their families and then slowing things down with the setting of the sun, which happens between 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. for the whole of the year. Sunrise is about 5.30, sunset about 5.30 and there's an hour's variation. Now, in the UK, things are very different. Rising and setting of the sun can vary, not by the one hour in Malawi, but sometimes four to five hours in the morning and the evening. And this has a massive impact on how you manage your days. So in Malawi, I rise at the same time as I would if I were in the UK, which is 4.15am UK time and 5.15am Malawi time and then I'm on the road to walk 30 minutes later. I then walk for about five and a half miles every morning, two thirds of which is up roads which chase the mountains. So the roads are steep, so it feels more like a bodily systems workout because I'm working much harder to climb that mountain road. But what I find is that the times I'm posting are the same as the times I post walking in the UK on a flat surface and after walking in Malawi I feel energized which is different to how I feel when I get home from my walks in the UK. In the UK I feel like I've done something but I also feel like I need to lie down after exercising. So for me Malawi wins hands down for my health every time. In fact I'll even post some pictures of the roads that I climb and the sights I see when I'm out walking so you can get a flavour of what I experience. If you haven't linked to my social media pages, link up now so you don't miss those pictures. Next on my health kick is the sun. One of the major health benefits of living in Malawi is that the sun shines about 340 days a year. 340 days! What's not to love for a sun worshipper like me? No wonder Malawi is called the warm heart of Africa. We get rain about 25 days per year and there is no snow. On a bad winter's day, temperatures will be as high as about 19 degrees and as low as about 10 degrees, which is generally at night. And we get about 
25 to 35 days of this type of weather every year in the winter months, the worst of which are between June and July. The rest of the months are between an average of 23 to 31 degrees on a warm day and 31 to 44 degrees on a hot day. And I say that with a big cheesy grin on my face. No vitamin D deficiency here. Nah, here in Malawi, after eating meals, people sit out in the shade of the sun to meditate or just talk and to get Vit D top-ups at the same time. And I love that. Sometimes when I'm out walking in the morning, it's already 25 degrees at 5.45 in the morning. There is no better health benefit than having the sun in your daily routine. And this is one of my major health benefits for being in Malawi, as opposed to being in the UK. The penultimate thing that immediately improves my health when I'm home in Malawi is the food. I have spoken about this several times, that being a vegan and living in a country where the majority of the population will eat a vegan diet for the majority of days of every week is a major boost to my health. Now, research shows that there are four major health benefits of eating seasonally. Firstly, the food gets to my plate much quicker because it has less distance to travel before it's eaten. And I get the highest nutritional value because I'm eating the food at close to the time when the food was harvested. Heck, sometimes we go into the back garden and we pick it, wash it and plate it. The second reason is the taste. Man, if you ever taste a banana in Blantyre and compare that with a banana from Asda, you would never believe that the two are the same thing and two are called banana. When you eat foods that are naturally in season, you get a fresher, sweeter and perfectly ripe product that is not a relative in any way to a refrigerator. And when it comes to taste, this is what stands out the most. The third reason is the variation in diet because the cost of getting food is so much lower. In Malawi, everyone grows food. In our own home garden, we're growing mangoes, sugarcane, which I'm about to reason with, lemons, tomatoes, hot pepper, sweet potatoes, several types of callaloo-like green leaves, sweet corn and baby tomatoes. And that's just the foods I can remember. So because everyone grows food, you tend to only buy the foods you need or the foods you have run out of because you've eaten everything in your garden. And that really reduces the cost of eating well and it increases the opportunity to eat a varied diet in line with the season. And the final reason why you benefit from eating seasonally is related to climate change. Africa has a very low climate change contribution but suffers heavily in some African countries because of the behaviour of Western polluting countries. Growing food seasonally in Malawi means that our food travels very low food miles to get to our plates. And in fact, from the back garden, it's about 20 steps. And that short distance 
adds the highest amount of environmental friendliness to the planet. Again, what's not to love? And I'll also add that since being in Malawi, I haven't eaten a single processed meal or a takeaway. And in fact, if I say I want a takeaway in Malawi, my family will take away my plate because there simply isn't a word in Chichewa for takeaway. It simply doesn't exist because everyone cooks and eats fresh foods every day. It reminds me of when I was younger and my mum used to cook meals from scratch every day. So when we're talking about African countries being a little behind Western countries, this is one experience of being behind that I love. And the final thing that I link to having good health in Malawi is the fact that I take out long-term international health and travel insurance to cover any major health mishaps. So you might argue, why is she doing that? You don't live in the UK, so why pay for UK health and travel insurance? Well, I do this because I don't want to be a burden on Malawi's health system should there be a major flare-up of my health. My health insurance means that if anything major happens to me that can't be managed by Malawi's health system, my insurance company has a duty to get me back to the UK for treatment. Why should I burden Malawi or my family with that when I've paid into the UK health system all of my working life? My advice? I've seen too many people get caught out with health needs and then blame the health systems of African countries for not being able to care for them. I even remember being in America and somebody that was in our party fell seriously ill and was admitted to a hospital. And the first hospital she attended, she got turned away from because she didn't have health insurance. These are things that we can't play around with. So for me, if you have a health need or you just want to be safe, then take out travel insurance that entitles you to access a health service you have paid into. And you can also access quality health care in the country you are in. And then, if necessary, you can also be flown back to your Western country for continued treatment. I don't see anything wrong with that and I see it as being really wise about your health. Alongside this though, I always start from a position that I intend to take care of my health whilst I'm in Malawi, despite my insurance. But what I can never account for is the behaviour of other people which might impact on my health and because of that, Whilst I know I can get public or private healthcare in Malawi, I also have a responsibility to have a plan B if I need it. And for me, that's international health and travel insurance. Now, buying international insurance is not the same as buying standard travel insurance. There are specific companies that specialize in this type of product when you're looking for insurance to cover you for more than 30 consecutive days outside your Western countries. These are companies like Go Travel. So when you're searching for these companies, just type in insurance for more than 30 consecutive days and see what pops up. 
choose your company, then you just need to compare prices and plans and pick the right plan for you. And for me, this is a cost that you should factor into your travel plans. I think I paid just less than £300 for my insurance. And that insurance covers me for the whole of the time that I am in Malawi. So in closing, I can truly say that the warm heart of Africa is working wonders on my health because my sickle cell is under control. I've got my travel sickness tablets, which I used on my flight home so I could enjoy the flight. I've got my malaria tablets, which I've not needed to take because the mosquitoes are complaining that I'm a Malawian. I've got really strong morning routines, which involve me spending quality time out in the sun. I eat seasonal organic fruit and vegetables every day. And finally, if something does go wrong, I have international health and travel insurance as my plan B. So I hope that paints a picture of what my health looks like now. And I hope it also gives you some pointers that will help you with your own plans for traveling. And as the UK in particular tries to scare people about the possibility of a third lockdown, I really hope you are able to get out and travel to an African country or a hot country of your dreams, because that is what best life plans are made of. And I want for you what you want for yourself. Until next week, you've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha. And for this week, as I continue to large it up in Malawi, I am out. Mm-hmm.